Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. What? I, I don't even get. I don't even get billing now. I, I messed up on that uh, one. You know what? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take I, full responsibility. I went blank. I went blank. I'll take Sorry. full responsibility. Philip Golfie's also here. I, that's what I wanted to try. I wanted to put <laughs> Philip in there, but I kind of messed yeah, up. Yeah, that's okay. Hey, we'll take it. It's a Saturday morning. It's okay to be a little groggy because it's uh, it's been a long week after the long weekend. Uh, yeah, Rob Golfie, Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team in studio with us today. We also have a special guest today. We'll get to her in a moment. You can go online to robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Like them on Facebook. Head to Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. And be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Google Play and iTunes. Past episodes on robgolfi.com and 900chml.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team or you have a, a topic idea, you would like us to discuss on a future program, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Our special in-studio guest today, Kareem Neal from AGD Interior Decorating. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, beautiful Saturday morning, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, staging, interior de- decorating, making your home as appealing as possible. But before we get to that, and some of our other topics, which includes baby boomers back in the housing market, uh, some of the things you shouldn't be doing when selling your home, and uh, also five fixes after a home sale falls through. But before we get to all of that, and we have some more topics as well, uh, July was another interesting month uh, with the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington. Uh, what's going on with you guys? Yes. Yeah, so- so um, I'll go through briefly. So just yeah. on, on all residential properties, uh, listings were were down. Uh, surprisingly, I, I, I uh, from from last year. Um, this year there was only seventeen hundred and thirty six listings in July. Last year there was almost uh, nineteen hundred. Hmm. Uh, so they're down eight point four percent on listings. Now sales are down. Just for the month of July. So now we're see how things. Remember, like previous months, you know, we we're down twenty percent, fifteen percent. So the month of July this year, number of sales for residential properties is down four four and a half percent, which is you know now we're getting back to a regular mm-hmm. market uh, on that aspect. But um, but like when you look at when you split up the different areas, like for instance, <clears throat> Inc. Like I'll go, I'll start off at Hamilton West. Uh, in uh, July, there were 50 sales in 2018. Last year, there's 44. So we're, we're up. Wow. And the average sale price uh, is up also in uh, Hamilton West. Hamilton East, uh, 76 properties uh, sold in Hamilton East, 72 last year. And the average sale price is also up uh, from 344000 to 388 uh, so things are things are doing well. Like, mm-hmm. see, we're you know, but uh, Hamilton Central uh, this year only eighty three properties. Last year it was one hundred and three, so that's down, and the average sale price is is up. So uh, so Hamilton's doing really well price wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamilton Mountain, 
this year, uh, 2018, 155 properties. Last year, it was 173. Average sale price is up from 456000 to 475000 Now, I think Hamilton Mountain is just a shortage of houses for sale. Right. Um, it's it's one, of the mo- one of the hotter areas of Hamilton for uh, uh, real estate. Now, Burlington is a little bit tough. Um, they uh, last year in 2017 they sold 212 homes in uh, July. This year it's only 171. Now prices are up in uh, Burlington. Last year it was uh, 699,700. This year it's 779,000. So hmm. so prices are strong, just mm-hmm. uh, not unit numbers, uh, not as much. Ancaster. Ancaster had a better year last year than this year. Last year there was seven hundred seventy-five thousand average sale price. This year, uh, uh, seven hundred thousand. Uh, so it, it came down. It's just because they were expensive, right? right. You know, yeah. it, it's 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 kind of equalizing itself out. Dundas um, is strong. Twenty-seven sales this year. Last year was twenty-one. And the average sale price in Dundas is five hundred ninety-five thousand, up from five hundred twenty-seven thousand nine hundred. Flamborough, uh, 15 sales. It's even par from last year. In um, 2017, average price was 754000 And uh, this year, it's 787800 Waterdown uh, is, uh, is up. Uh, 25 sales this year, 23 last year. And uh, average sale price this year is 701000 Last year, is 667000 Stony Creek, also a great market. Uh, 99 sales, uh, 99 sales this year, and uh, last year was 78. So uh, Stony Creek did well, um, and that could be plus um, a lot of the home builders have put their houses on MLS, right? And uh, so that added uh, the value there. Uh, last year the average sale price was 534,000 in uh, Stony Creek. This year it's 540. Didn't jump much, but it uh, it uh, still strong. Grimsby. 45 sales this year. Last year was only 30. Hmm. And uh, and but last year sale uh, the average sale price in July was 591,000. This year it's 521. So it, it Grimsby again is it like an, another Ancaster. Yeah, yeah. It has to equalize itself out cuz it, it got too strong. Glanbrook uh, 40 sales uh, this year. Last year was 36. And but the numbers strong. 500 the average sale price last year in, in Glanbrook was 551,000 this year it's 577 Dunville out way out in Dunville uh 18 sales this year 24 last year last year the average sale price in Dunville was 378,000 this year it's 362 it's gone down hmm. uh and uh, and in Caledonia only 11 sales this year last year was 12 Average sale price last year in Dunville, I mean, uh, sorry, in Caledonia was 429000 This year it's only 458000 So it, the market's looking better. Um, overall, if you add all the residential sales between uh, the, our uh, Hamilton Burlington uh, District Real Estate Board, uh, we're only down 4.7% hmm. uh, in residential sales. So uh, a lot of the other areas are strong and some areas were weak, and uh, that's what gave us the minus four. We're into August now. What does the fall market look like? Can we can we project? I, I, I'm projecting the fall market to be really good, especially September. There are a lot of houses on the market right now, and you know we're in vacation season, and we're at the 
final stretch of vacation season. So people right now are saying, listen, we haven't gone on vacation yet. Let's book something. Let's mm-hmm. do something. So um, if anybody has been has looked for houses to move in before their kids go to school, they've pretty well have found it. Right. Uh, I'm sure there's some people scrambling, still looking. Uh, they need that September closing, like a 30-day closing. But... Um, but I think I think the the fall like I'm hoping, uh, but I think the fall market will be strong mm-hmm. uh, compared to the summer market. Let's get to this uh, new study that um, uh, was released earlier this week. It found about eighty uh, percent of Canadian baby boomers plan to stay put in their homes in the next five years, as a majority consider their local housing market unaffordable for retirement. The survey of a thousand Canadians aged fifty four to seventy two suggests that six in ten boomers are opting to renovate their current house rather than buy a new home, and that leaves about 17% or 1.4 million baby boomers planning to buy and sell homes in the next five years. So within the next five years, it doesn't sound like there's going to be a lot of baby boomers who are going to be moving. Well, because when these baby boomers own a lot of two-story homes, and as they're getting older, they're, they're wanting bungalows. And what's happening is the bungalow market has gone up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at their two-story home that's probably worth 700000 and they're looking at a smaller house, which is a, a, a one-floor bungalow, and they're and they're saying to themselves, "Wait a minute, I'm I'm selling my big two-story, 2,400, 2,800 square foot home, mm-hmm. and I want to buy this small, older bungalow, and for the same price, right? And, they and just, I'm cutting my house in half, basically, that, uh, cutting their house in half. Yeah. They're having a hard time uh, comprehending that, and uh, but within uh, in five years from now, if they're waiting." It's going to be even worse for them because the the, the bigger homes are going to be tougher to sell yeah. uh, because the millennials are going to be buying the homes that the baby baby boomers are leaving, right. and they don't want of one thing they if they're going to buy a big home, everything's got to be done on it, updated and everything because baby boomers do not like doing renovations. They want to move in and just put up their feet mm-hmm. and relax. Mm-hmm. So uh, so if you're a baby boomer, which I'm not, just to let you guys know, <laughs> I'm just under that uh, baby Thanks boomer. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, but uh, renovate your house, get it updated. Uh, otherwise, get going on it now because in five years from now, mm-hmm. if you guys are planning on selling and and you need a one-floor plan, it's gonna you're going to find that the uh, one-floor plans are going to be way more expensive. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so again, that's 17% planning to buy and sell homes in the next five years. That's a national number. Uh, the high is in Saskatchewan and Manitoba, 27%. Ontario comes in at 20% to boomers who plan to do so. Alberta and 19%, BC 17%, Atlantic Canada 13%, and Quebec at only 11%. Interestingly as well... Um, the study also says that many boomers expect to have children in their 20s and 30s living with them. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are in that boat. <laughs> 47% of boomers expect to help their child with the purchase of a home. So nearly half of those aged 54 to 72 plan to help their, their kid uh, buy a home, which is not really surprising. Not surprising at all. It's it's just they have a ton of equity that, that they have access to right, in, yeah. their, in, the own, in their own sale of property. but. But what I wanted to touch on is is we get so many calls every single day based on, you know, people contemplating this deci- deci- uh, decision, whether they're going to do it now, whether they're going to do it five years, the pros of doing mm-hmm, it now, or, mm-hmm. or the pros of doing it in five years. So definitely people are, are, you know, it's a question that people are asking themselves every single day is when when do I make this move to a bungalow or, or to a different a different house because the maintenance of, of that big two story house has just become way too much and yeah. and way too much for them to handle. So it's it's something that, you know, we get asked every day. 
Is there a particular hot spot in Hamilton? Would the mountain be maybe that hot spot for the bungalow kind of uh, action, or is it across the board? Yeah, no, it, it, the Hamilton Mountain would be a, a, a major, major area that people would be looking for because there are a lot of bungalows on the mountain. Mm-hmm. In the lower, East Hamilton would have that, and Central Hamilton wouldn't. There's a lot of uh, two stories, right, two and a half or, or stories half, in Central yeah. Hamilton. Uh, the West End, but the West End would be very expensive. But Hamilton Mountain is going to be uh, even more expensive in five years from now just because there are a lot of homes that were built in the 50s and 60s, and they're all bungalows. Yeah. yeah. All right, when we can uh, return, we are going to get into our uh, uh, topic of the day, which is staging your home, and our special guest, Kareen Neal, is going to help us out uh, with that. Still to come as well, seven bad things that sellers do when listing their homes. And we'll also talk about uh, island luxury on Vancouver Island, and we'll uh, uh, bring you the 10 priciest homes for sale. They're certainly out of our budget. Uh, there's no doubt about that. That and a whole lot more still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900. CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. In studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, and like the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Past episodes on RobGolfie.com and 900CHML.com. Have a question for the Golfie team? Email questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, we'll talk about uh, Vancouver Island's 10 priciest homes for sale. Uh, Make these five fixes after a home sale falls through, and there are seven horrible things that sellers do when listing their homes. We'll get to that in a matter of minutes. But we say hello once again to our special in-studio guest today, Corrine Neal from AGD Interior Decorating. Good morning. So um, before we get to everything that you do, how did you get into staging homes? What drew you to that field? Well, I had um, a lot of friends and family members that would ask um, how I got, mm, sorry, how I um, got into it and uh, they liked what I was doing with the home. Mm -hmm. So um, they suggested I do that for a living. So they would visit your home and think, Korean man, this this, this is the bomb here. You got to help me out. (laughs) Yeah. How do you know the golfy team? Um, I met them a couple years back, and uh, it's it's like family. So uh, I enjoy working for them a lot, and uh, they keep me busy for sure. I hear they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into how and why staging works. Why should uh, uh, um, uh, an individual or a family uh, approach you and say, hey, can you help us out and, and stage our home? What are the benefits? Well, it shows the home at its best. The home looks more expensive to potential buyers, and they will think that uh, you take excellent care of your home. 90% of people cannot envision a home without looking at its best with clutter. Uh, most buyers want to move right in without having to do anything. When you show buyers how to use a space, they can envision it much clearer, uh, placing furniture in different places than they would have thought of. So this is obviously uh, not only beautifying the home, but decluttering as well and, and making it more presentable. Yep. There's some of the, some of the things that are, are really interesting are the before and after pictures mm-hmm. that that you know 
you know, sometimes you think, you know what, we can get away without staging it. And then, and then once you, you know, you put it in that, you know, that investment or the furniture and you compare that, what it looked like before and what it looked like after, there's a huge difference. And, and, you know, there's, um, you know, it, it often puts you on the forefront and, and, you know, you need that because there's a lot of comparables out there and comparable properties. Right. To look at an empty room online, it's it's very difficult to, to understand how the dynamic of the room works, right? right? Yeah. You know, the only thing that you're paying attention to is the floors and the walls. Yeah. And then after that, it's, you know, you don't know, you know, where where that room is in the house or, or if it's a bedroom or a living room. It's it's easy to get lost in looking at the picture. So, you know, the staging definitely helps. And it helps in, in terms of uh, that home buyer making them feel that they could live there. Like, oh, yeah, I can, I can envision my couch here, my TV here and whatnot, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, staging and the impact it has on house prices. Is there a big impact? Um, it enables you to list for more money, absolutely. Um, most staged homes sell for listing price over or close to it. Has there ever been a case where you've staged a home? You know, someone's selling their home, you've staged it, and then they think, wow, I never thought of that. I never thought of putting this particular piece of furniture here or, or yes, decorating it that many way. many times, and actually I've had a few clients that have actually stayed in their home because they love really? it so Really? Get out of town. Yes. <laughs> wow. So what did you, like, how did you change it to entice them to say, wow, I'm, I'm now I'm going to stay? I chose um, some paint colors uh, for them, um, as well as new furniture, and put some accessories and just gave them some ideas. Hmm. And yeah, they loved it. So. Then you had the golfy team thinking, "Wait a minute, <laughs> we just lost the sale." <laughs> I had, uh, I think you did one for me on Winston Road in Grimsby, and the um, the woman there, she redesigned the living room. It was a very small space. It was a it was a three story townhouse, and 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 I think Corinne designed redesigned the living room, and she's like, "Oh, I love this. Like, you know, this is the, this is what I'm going to leave it like, even you know, even after I sell the house or or whatever." She she loved the design, and she hmm. she wished she did it earlier. Interesting. So I know I know uh, I know she mentioned that to me. I had a little laugh about that. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the things that people are not thinking about when they they are setting up a house? You know, how, you, you go into a home and you look at the space and you think, "No, we should do it this way." Uh, what are people missing? Uh, people are just, they cannot envision what uh, it can look like at its best potential. Hmm. So they just, uh, you know, a lot of times it's, and I understand they have to live day to day in their right. home. Um, some people have, uh, you know, kids that have lots of toys everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, but definitely when, you know, um, you're selling your home, I would like it to look like a model home. So when people walk in, it looks like uh, it's stunning and it's yeah. beautiful. So. Right. You want that impact. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what does the staging process look like? How does it work? Uh, the stager would greet the seller, explain that they will be looking at the home by viewing each room, taking pictures, measurements, as well as give them advice on how to better their home. Uh, the stager then makes an appointment to return with accessories if needed or and furniture that can be rented through the stager and decorate the client's home to make it look beautiful. Hmm. So where do you keep all this stuff? Uh, I actually have a storage. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) Is it packed and full? It's pretty packed right now because uh, we've been selling a lot of homes lately. Yeah. Has there ever been a case, I'm sure there has, where you have a home, you've staged it, you have something in storage and think, no, 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 I I, I need this piece to to replace something else. Yes. Yeah. And I've gone out to different places like HomeSense or mm-hmm. shopping in Toronto and picked up some things. Nice. So uh, the uh, I'm sure the question all our listeners are asking is how much does this cost? So with the Rob Golfie team, a consultation by the decorator is provided as part of the service. Um, usually it ranges from $150 to $300. Um, if the furniture is required, a rental charge will apply monthly. 
So once the home is sold, the stager will pick up the accessories as well as coordinates a furniture pickup from the rental company. Mm -hmm. So usually to rent furniture, um, you know, it depends on the size of the home and what they need, the homeowner needs. It can range between $1,000 and $4,000 for for furniture for Mm. the month. Can the buyer of the home buy the furniture? Absolutely. They can buy the furniture or the accessories. They've done that as well. Nice. Um, Why does a homeowner need to remove certain items? Why change the paint color? You mentioned paint. Um, Yeah, it's done at times to create a more neutral tone to the home to attract buyers. So adding warmth or texture in a home makes a potential buyer feel invited in the home. So when you decide to sell your home, you should stop thinking of it as a home but rather a house. Um, So staging helps buyers see past their belongings and they can imagine their own decor in the space. Mm -hmm. Paint paint is so, so important. I mean, it's, it's... It's a small financial investment to change the entire dynamic and look of your house. Yeah. Um, and we've, you know, we've we've come across incidences where we, where you know, if you change the paint color, we can get you that number. But with this type of paint, you know, we don't think it's going to be a lot harder, That's right? So interesting. So you can, you know, you know, make sure if 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 paint's important to you, make sure you get a good painter first off. Because if you're if you're going to try and get this neutral tone or neutral colored, and you've picked an, a great color. But if, if you're edging and, and, and your paint, and the, <laughs> if it's poor quality, yeah. it's going to decrease. It's gonna yeah, it's going to, and somebody's going to come in and have to repaint it again. So make sure if you if you if you want to paint your home, you want to put this financial investment in to, to bring it up to date or, or create that you know that you know you know create that new dynamic of the house when you're selling or even if you're not selling, make sure you hire hire a professional painter for mm-hmm. sure. So, Corrine, I'm renovating my home. This is no secret on the Hamilton Real Estate <laughs> Show. I feel uh, like this renovation's been going on for like six months. No, no, it's no, not. No, it's no, Rick, it's Rick, I think Rick's no. renovating himself. No, well, I, I have handed it. It's, it's me and my dad, basically, who are doing it. Yeah. Um, so is there a hot color or a hot color palette that we should be looking at? Uh, yeah, a lot of the gray tones are still in. That's what we're looking yeah. at. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's nice to add color with accessories. Mm. So keep the walls at a nice neutral color um, light, like an off-white, um, a light gray. Right. Very light, and then you can accessorize uh, with color. Nice. Okay, that's the plan. So we're on the right track. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got one thing right. Yeah, we got one thing right. That's about it, yeah. Uh, furniture and accessories uh, that's taken out of the home for staging. So where does that go? Uh, the stager will ask the homeowner to store their things at a family or friend's home or an unfinished basement or a storage locker um, until the home sells. Mm-hmm. So this is this is this this can get very sensitive, Oh yeah, right. Big when time. you're when you're coming into somebody else's house and you're saying, "Hey, listen, <laughs> we gotta your, get this your out here. furniture <laughs> isn't good enough. Yeah, my furniture will look better." Basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So <laughs> I mean, you know, but I mean, how I how I always say is how you live and how you sell are two completely different things. Right. Yeah. If we can put you in a better position to sell for more money, we're gonna be honest and and upfront about that. Mm-hmm. Because if we weren't, we wouldn't be doing our jobs. And that and this, you know, everything from pricing to staging to to how we're going to show your home or how we're going to market your home. That's our job is put our sellers in the best position to get them the most amount of money. Yeah. So if, if we can, you know, and I always say, hey, I'm not a staging professional. That's why we hire somebody to do it. I can't, you know, I'm not going to come in here and tell you where to move your furniture. Where to, I have a good idea as, as to what she's going to say. Yeah. But to get that second opinion, who's, who's you know, Corrine's done it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. She'll be able to walk in here and, and right off the top of her head, name five, six things that she would do differently mm-hmm. to put our seller in a better position to sell. Now, with that being said, sometimes it's hard to, 
to tell somebody that and say, you know, your furniture is has to be, you know, and sometimes there's sentimental pieces there. Sure. And sometimes oh, yeah. there's, yeah. so it's, it's, it's a difficult job and it, it creates a, you know, almost an awkward dynamic during the, this part of the home sale. But mm-hmm. if, if it, if it can put our sellers in a position, you know, that helps them, I, you know, more often than not, they're okay with it. Yeah. I just had a flashback to like real housewives or whatever. <laughs> and you know, someone is dead set against moving this thing out of their home. I'm sure that's happened. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know what? It's, uh, you have to be sensitive right. to their, there are things. I yeah. swear there's a Seinfeld episode where, where with a piano, something to do with the piano. It's kind of coming back and, and they don't want <laughs> to move the piano. <laughs> so eventually every home sells. So why would someone need staging? Um, they need staging because it would sell a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they can get more money for it. Right. Same story for uh, an empty home. Absolutely. So um, because without furniture in a home or accessories, people cannot envision how their pieces could fit in the space. Mm-hmm. So they can envision it a lot better if they see it uh, the way it would look. Is there a specific room in the home that you just can't stage? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm picturing, uh, you know, the kitchen. There's so many, uh, there's a limited amount of things you can move in a kitchen, right? The main, the main rooms that people look for, absolutely, when they come into the front door, um, it's, you know, they want the wow factor. So it's mostly the living room, dining room, master bedroom, and the kitchen mm-hmm. are the main concerns. Right. Um, after that, you know, people can um, envision the, the other rooms, like, uh, to be a guest room or a kid's room or a baby's room. Right. So in a kitchen, it would be decluttering probably be the most efficient thing? Um, yes. But yep, absolutely. The kitchen, you had accessories, right? right? You had like the San Pellegrino bottles on top of the counter and right. the, the rag hanging from the uh, from the stove and, and stuff like that. So there's as much as, you know, everybody thinks staging is just, you know, furniture pieces. It's, mm-hmm. it, it includes, you know, accessories, mirrors, like bathroom mirrors or, or different pictures on the wall or, or different um, accessories that go on, on the uh, on the counters and, yeah. and, and that idea. So yeah. it's it, it adds it makes it a very homey. Um, and, and like I said, it's it's all about visualizing the buyer as they walk through the house and, and seeing how it's a livable space mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe taking the attention off some other inefficiencies in that room. Um, and, and putting them in, in, in creating a, a better feel. Right. How many pieces do you have in storage? Right now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you do like a monthly my, inventory? My question is, how do you keep stuff. track of it? Oh. Yeah. Like you're constantly moving and, and, and you know, you got so many different houses on the go. It's, yeah. you know, does he, you know, what's, what's the, how do you, how do you do it? I have them all listed. So the homes that have my accessories or furniture that I brought in, I actually have it, um, written down wow. so yeah and i just uh, i know i'm i'm very visual so i when i go into a home i know exactly what pieces i have yeah have you ever had a homeowner saying no that was mine <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. well, they, they've purchased it from or me what about, yeah, or right. what about if you stage a house and they're and they just say you know what i'll just buy it all off you and so i can keep it the same yeah. has that happened yet yes it actually wow. has <laughs> so we had um um uh, remember that house on uh, lake street um um, the whole main thing. It took them two months to get things done. You you went there and said, do this and yeah. paint this. Yeah. And uh, there was a, the kitchen was expanded a little bit into the family room. And the family room end up, ended up being a little smaller than it should have been. Remember, do you remember the yeah. one on Lake, on Lake Street? Yeah. And uh, so, Kareen, so that would have been a tough one if that was empty. Hmm. Like, uh, to visualize, uh, say, you know, like, how do you fit? But the way uh, Kareen... Uh, um, stage that room with the kitchen. It 
it, it sold within uh, – I think we sold that uh, – actually, we had multiple offers on that. We had two offers, which was fantastic. And, and I was a little worried about that one room – uh, in the house, she staged uh, the whole house, hmm. and uh, we ended up getting multiple offers. And just because the homeowner, when they built their island, they actually expanded it more into the family room, which made the family room smaller. And right. it, it, it was that that was a tough, tough one. I I thought, but Kareen came through and mm-hmm. staged it, and uh, they got top dollar for it. So they did really well on nice. that. Yeah. What are some of the biggest challenges when it comes to staging? Is it just the the modifications people make or the layout of the home? Yeah. Sometimes um, you have to tell them that they need to change. A carpet or um, you know a paint color and you know so they you're trying to explain to them that it's going to make their home sell faster mm-hmm. and people this is what people are looking for so you know you want um, you know the 2018 what everybody's looking for right. so you want up-to-date flooring and colors and stuff like that yeah so. furniture obviously would be playing yes, that part too absolutely. you don't want that 1974 couch yeah. with the plastic on it <laughs> yes. in the family room yeah. <laughs> although that might be coming back one of these days who knows it will uh so long story short staging is an effective uh, method of enhancing your home yes absolutely homeowners are usually happy with the way their home looks and they either decide um, to stay in their home and, and not sell or have their new home decorated by the stager or decorator. Mm-hmm. Is there been one or two homes where you've staged and thought, you know, this is the best I've ever done? Uh, yeah. Yes, I have actually. Can yeah. you give us a couple of examples or a story um, or a location and, yeah, and what made it stand a, out? I think it depends on um, their, the people, actually, the homeowners. I, I've met many very nice ones. Mm-hmm. And um, if they have a lot of um, more up-to-date furniture, um you know, beautiful home. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be a large home. It right. can be a smaller home, but if it's, um, it's got the warmth in it, right. then, you know, that'll have that perfect fit kind of feel. Absolutely. Yeah. Great stuff. Still to come, uh, seven horrible things that sellers do when listing their homes. And we'll talk about five fixes after a home sale falls through. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. In studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. You can download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast at your favorite app store, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, and like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. If you have a question for the Golfie team or have a topic idea that we'd like to discuss on a future program, you can email Email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, Vancouver Island's 10 priciest homes for sale. Five fixes after a home sale falls through. But there are seven amazingly bad things that sellers do when listing their homes. Number one would be overpricing. Yeah, number. I was just going to say everybody knew, knew this one was coming. Definitely overpricing your home. I think in this market, pricing has become so difficult to get it right. Um it's it's you know it's not looking at you know the house next door, um, or or the comparable down the street. There's much more that goes into the analytics and mm-hmm. the economics of pricing your home and trying to figure out what the best price will be on the market um, to make it most attractive. Right? Sometimes you know a price will support it, but if the pictures or the or the 
if the if the price doesn't support the pictures online, then you're not going to get anybody in. So you want to you want to price your house at an attractive number to get people in, right? If 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 you know your your house will have the exposure if your real estate does a good job marketing, right? But if nobody sees it and and, and the price doesn't match up with that with the pictures, nobody's going to come, yeah. and then that's when you get um, into into a position what we call chasing the market, where you then re, you know you reduce. Um, and, and and now you're trying to get the exposure, you're trying to get the attractiveness, mm-hmm. you're trying to get people through, but you, you don't have that, um, you know, that attractiveness that you would have that when when you're initially on the market or your first 10 days yeah. on the market. We always say, you know, there's a, there's, you know, your first 10, 10 to 14 days on the market are the most important ones. It's when you have the most eyes on your listing. It's when you're that, you are that new, you're that fresh listing on the market. And everybody's, you know, all the attention is on your house. So you want to make sure that that that's your small window of opportunity to be able to capture those buyers who are looking for a house in your area. And and that's your opportunity to be on the pedestal above every other listing just because you're the freshest one. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really seen yours yet. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're a new listing. Um, you know, maybe the neighbors are talking about it. The neighbors are telling their friends about it. Right. Um, and, and you have that word of mouth marketing as well. So... If you're overpriced at the beginning and people have already seen your house and, and they viewed it online, but it, it hasn't enticed them to come through, even after you reduce your price 20000 it still might not entice them to get through, mm-hmm. right? So your buyer pool shrinks significantly after your first 10 days, 14 days. Um, and and it, it, you get in that you get in that scenario where where you where you have to reduce because you're still, you, you're still looking for a sale, but you tried that high number first. So... Um, pricing, you know, we can go on all day about pricing and, and you know the pros and cons. And, and with that being said, we've seen people get extremely lucky with uh, with overpricing, um, because all you need to do is you just need to find one buyer. Right. That's all you need. You, you know, you don't need you don't need thirty. You don't need forty. You just need one. And so, and we've seen people get really lucky. We've been, you know, extremely surprised on a hmm. number of occasions by by housing prices going for what they go for especially in the market last year but even in this market we you know we've seen you know a house come up and say you know what you know that's not worth that at all right and then the next day it's gone so yeah. definitely uh you know the the worst thing that you can do is overprice your home yeah it's step number one but it's probably the most crucial step you're gonna, most you're crucial take. most crucial yeah so a lot of times what happens is the homeowner says well when when you, when we price the home and we go with the homeowner's price and we get all this action on it in the first week or two, and uh, and then it dies off. So then we reduce the house, and then the homeowner says, well, we had way more action at that price than we did at mm-hmm. the lower price. Yeah. Well, um, that's your first impression right there. So the people at the higher – when it was at that high price, they were looking, but – they're not going to come back even if you re- even if you reduced it because they they just you know they 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 wash their hands on that that listing so yeah. now you have to wait for new buyers to come into the marketplace and that's why it trickles in even after you reduce it yeah, yeah. we'll kind of rifle through these uh, next uh, seven worst things that sellers do in listing their homes thinking selling your home solo is going to be easy yeah I, in talking to a lot of people that have listed with houses on their uh, by themselves before. It's not necessarily you know selling your home by yourself. It's it's more of the support, right? It's more of when you get in that that decision making process and and going to somebody for that support, right. right? We often have people calling us who have their their house up for sale by themselves, calling us for support and <laughs> saying, you know, what should I do in this? Uh, you know, in this. And this um, circumstance, or or how should I deal with this this buyer, or, or you know, this buyer saying this to me, is this right? Is he allowed to do this? So. A lot of the times, you know, it's easy to put a for sale sign on your lawn, but it's when you get into that transaction stage, 
it becomes yeah it becomes emotional it becomes difficult to to have that support to make sure that you're making the right decision mm-hmm. Uh, number three, hiring the wrong agent, which almost goes hand in hand with selling it solo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, but people people think that you know, especially out of town agents, that if they if they hire an out of town agent, they might get more exposure. They might get that that extra, you know, they might get a um, you know, a buyer that's willing to pay more money. Go with your local agent. He's the one who who's who's you know who knows your area. He's the one who knows your market, mm-hmm. um, and he's the one who's who's able to answer prospective buyers' questions much uh in more detail than than somebody who doesn't know the error doesn't know the uh the city or town we'll continue our discussion about the seven worst things that sellers do in listing their homes when we return this is the hamilton real estate show on 900 chml Around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML, Rick Samprin with Rob Golfi and Philip Golfi, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfi team, our special in studio guest today, Kareem Neal from AGD Interior Decorating. You can check out AGD Interior Decorating on Facebook. Call the Golfi team at 905 575 7700 online at robgolfi.com. We're talking about the seven amazingly bad things that sellers do when listing their homes. Uh, we'll recap overpricing your home, thinking selling your home solo will be easy and hiring the wrong agent number four failing to disclose major issues yeah this is a big one this is if you want to relieve yourself from a lot of stress during the home sale tell your real estate agent about these major issues Any, anything from a foundation crack to knob and tube wiring to kitech plumbing to you know oil oil tanks buried in the backyard <laughs> tell your real estate agent about these issues you'll be a lot more relieved um, throughout the transaction because these these things can come back yeah. and, and result in potential lawsuits, not only for yourself or the seller, but for the real estate agent. Um, definitely disclose. And it, it, it's hard because a lot of people think, you know, if, you know, if we disclose this major issue, the person before me didn't disclose it and that's the reason why I bought the house mm-hmm. um, or I wouldn't have bought it if I knew about this issue. So why should I disclose, disclose it if uh, when I'm selling... It's hard. It's yeah. it's really hard. Um, but you want to protect yourself. Yeah, one hundred percent. But you you if you don't disclose it, you 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 know you're, you're at risk for a, for a lawsuit. Yeah. Especially if you if there's evidence that you know about it, or if there's evidence that that you know of something. Um, just make your real estate agent aware of it one hundred percent of the time. Um, it makes it a lot easier for them to go out and, and, and tell people and, and, and be transparent throughout the entire real estate transaction yeah, for sure. That's the way to go. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting one. Listing your home before it's ready. Yeah. The, you know what? A lot of people rush to list their house. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and sometimes and, and sometimes it's not the seller themselves. Sometimes it's the real estate agent who's rushing the homeowner. Mm-hmm. Take your time. If you have junk, remove it. Take your time and remove it. If you want to paint a couple more rooms, do it. Yeah. There's no rush to get your house on the market. Now, now last year we were in a time that that th- the market was super hot. You can get away without doing those little things. If you know, if you need a couple of rooms painted, you can get away with it. And and that's what I was saying to my sellers. You know, they're like, "You know what? We want to paint this and paint that and do the floors." I go, I, and I'm saying, "Guys, you're still going to get the same dollar value." And this is last year, but I was saying you're you're still going to get the same dollar value if this was done or not. This year, it's completely different. Mm. This year we're saying 
you know, paint those extra rooms, you know, repair the floors, you know, do the gardening and, and clean up the landscaping because you can't get away with it. Somebody's yeah. going to walk into the house and say, you know, they'll be completely turned off. So it's it just shows you how, you know, how the different markets in, in, in compare and contrast to each other. Mm-hmm. Definitely this year, don't rush if there's the, if there's the little nitty gritty things to do around the house. Um whether it's you know small touch-ups and paint or or repairing patches in the wall or nail holes or or something like that, definitely take the time to do it. Yeah. Um, because it's going to help you in the home sale for sure. Uh, number six, and this is where Kareen would help out a lot. Uh, you know, people not updating their home. Yeah, if you have the uh, if you have the funds to update it, and and you know, and updating can be I, I, when people say updating, everybody thinks it's you know the white kitchen with the granite countertops right. and yeah. the crown molding and and you know the new floors and you know the updated washroom with the big glass shower. It's not that. It's it's updating is is painting your house even if it's a fresh coat of white paint on on white mm-hmm. it's fresh it, 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 that's updating your house it's it's giving it that new that new fresh feel um, it's uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a big renovation where you're knocking down the wall in between yeah. the you know the kitchen and the living room it's 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 making sure that you know the the paint tones are up to date if you know if you wanted to do the flooring it's it's bringing the flooring up to date it doesn't have to be a massive renovation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have the funds to do the stuff such as, you know, the furnace and AC or the roof, you know what I mean? They're, they're you know, that would go they're, they're investments, but it's something that people, every time somebody walks through a house, it's how old's the AC, how old's the furnace, right. what's, you know, what's the lifespan on this roof and when was it done? Yeah. So it's, uh, those are, those are definitely key features in, in terms of updating your house. Last one, uh, being too hasty with offers. <laughs> <laughs> this one. Yeah. So this comes back to the emotional part of the sale. Yeah. Um, you know, there's always that rule, you know, the first offer is usually the best offer, but it's it's making sure that, that you're analyzing it and, and making sure that you're putting yourself in a position as to where you want to be financially and what your real estate goals were coming mm-hmm. into it um, with the offer. We, you know, there's, you know, it can go both ways, but it's... Um, it's it's a tough it's when when that offer comes in it's it's tough right it's you want to make sure that you know we're 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 giving the advice to our sellers to make the right decision and and making sure that we're putting them in a good spot moving forward yeah. so um we've said this before on the show don't you know we we we've talked about deals that were lost over fridges or mm-hmm. over t- over <laughs> over tv wall mounts or over tvs or <laughs> which over, i find incredible over bar stools like like you know million dollar homes that yeah. are selling and and deals are falling apart because of bar stools and i know there's other real estate agents that are listening to this show saying you know don't let the deal fall apart because of the bar. you know we're not we wouldn't let that happen right. but we're just saying in terms of a negotiation standpoint people are negotiating over bar stools that's that's being too hasty with with offers wow. so um because there's that emotional attachment right yeah i had one recently <laughs> this was 2 weeks ago she wanted to keep her pine tree in the backyard so she she dug up the pine tree and and, wow. and so we were negotiating about this pine Holy tree cow. unbelievable but yeah. well maybe, maybe she planted it and yeah. uh, i don't know Really had that sentimental value. Uh, we got to run. Kareen, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Rob and Phil, best of luck uh, for the uh, the next week. We'll catch you guys next Saturday morning here we'll on the... We'll get into the floodplains, the yeah, flood Yeah, we'll, we'll promise to do that next yeah. week. Uh, next Saturday morning <laughs> at 9 on 900 CHML.